Get it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Mac and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Mac Ramon. Today, we are going to be breaking down the NBA playoffs. This past week, we saw the play-in games uh, wrap-up. is a really exciting week. A lot of really good games, um, specifically the ones with the Warriors. They went to two very hard-fought games, obviously lost them both. But we're going to touch on that in a bit. Um, but yeah, today we're going to be breaking down the NBA, uh, the trip, the playing games, and then we'll also be predicting the bracket for, uh, the rest of the playoffs. Obviously some games have happened today. The Clippers already lost the Mavericks as well as, um, the Bucks beating a, uh, you know, you know, very good win over the Miami heat, Chris Middleton buzzer beater. So we're going to jump right in though, to the playing games. Obviously the first game of the tournament. Not really a close game. Uh, the Indiana Pacers eliminated the Charlotte Hornets with relative ease, 144 to 117. That was back on Tuesday. Um, I'll start with you, Mac. I mean, this is really, you know, you know, Pacers in the first quarter were, were just dominating. They got out to a quick start. Um, you know, Hornets, they just really never stood a chance in this one, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, the Pacers right away, they opened up and they got that double digit lead heading right into um, halftime. And the Hornets really were never able to uh, make things interesting again. Um, and then those first 36 minutes of the game, they were leading by 30 points. Um, so the Hornets, they did their best to climb back uh, later on in that contest. But that early hole that they dug themselves into, uh, it just it was too big for them to be able to come back from. But um Excuse me, DeMonta Sabonis, he led the way for Indiana. He had 14 points, 21 rebounds, and nine assists. He was just one assist away from that triple-double. So great plays all around um, for the Pacers, especially Hornets. They just got in too much of a de deficit early uh, to be able to make a comeback. Yeah, um, it was a tough game for the Hornets. I mean, both teams were missing key guys, but Charlotte really does need uh, Gordon Hayward to be successful. He was a key reason for their success, and he was out. Obviously, you can look at Indiana and say, well, right now they're without guys like Jeremy Lamb, Miles Turner, Karis LeVert, TJ Warren. Those are big guys, but at the same time, you know, they've still got their main guy, Devon Sabonis, Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, those are their two stars right there. But, yeah, like you said, for the Hornets, they just couldn't get it going. I mean, you look at the guy who really needed to step up and have a big game, LaMelo Ball. Um, he didn't have a great playoff game, to be honest. Four for 14 from the field, only scored 14, four assists, and one rebound. That's not what you expect out of a kid like LaMelo, who's really shined this year. Um, tough way to go out for them. Um, Devonta or Terry Rozier also uh, not really a factor. Devonta Graham also not a factor. One from seven for three from him. Terry Rozier was zero for nine, so they couldn't get the three point shot going. For the Pacers, I mean, obviously uh, we'll touch on their elimination um, in a bit to the Wizards, but um, you know they played good. Devonta Simonis in this one really had a great game. Fourteen points, uh, nine assists, almost a triple double, twenty one rebounds, pretty impressive. Doug McDermott was great. So I mean, overall, obviously not the way the Hornets want to go out uh, was a good sign uh, for a Pacers team that was hoping to advance, obviously was not the case. They could not get it done, but um, I think that kind of touches on that for that game. Um, so moving on to the second game that day, Boston versus the Wizards. And this was the Jason Tatum game, Jason Tatum, 50 points, eight rebounds, four assists, obviously the Celtics team without Jalen Brown right now. So, People are not very high on them coming into this game, into the uh, the playoffs right now. But you look at a guy like a Kemba Walker, two twenty nine points. He's struggled this year, but he really had a successful day. Mac, what were your thoughts on this team? A really, really strong effort from Jason Tatum and also Kemba Walker. Yeah, I mean Jason Tatum, he exploded, especially in that third quarter, twenty three points. 
of those 50 points, he gave them that lead, and they were never going to give that up. In the end, they came away with that 118-100 to 100 point win. And as you said, Kemba Walker, he had 29 points. And really the main storylines, Tatum went off. The Celtics dominated the third quarter, 38-26, to 26, and that's really what won it for them, uh, was especially in that third quarter. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook both had 20-plus points for the Wizards, but it wasn't enough to beat the Celtics and Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, Celtics played really good. I mean, this was a crazy game for Tatum. I mean, he went out and, and balled. Tristan Thompson also with a good effort. But that's the key, Jason Tatum. This team's going to play as Jason Tatum goes. Obviously, they're facing the Brooklyn Nets now, which is no easy task. That is going to be a struggle, to say the least, for this Boston team that is, you know, already plagued with some injuries. So I'm a little worried with how they're going to fare there. Well, obviously, they're tipping off right about now. They might have tipped off a few minutes ago. So um, we might be able to get a live update or so on that game. But you know, for the Celtics, it was, it was a huge game. And the Wizards, they just didn't look themselves, to be honest. I mean, Russell Westbrook played all right, 20 points, 14 rebounds, five assists. But the way he's been playing, that's a bad game for him, as crazy as it is. Um, and Bradley Beal, only 22 points. He's mm. he's a better scorer than that. It wasn't his best game, one for six from three. I mean, we saw some, you know, a guy like a Davis Bertans, who has been big for this team in the past, couldn't make a three, 0 for seven. I mean, the three-point really plagued them. They only made a three on the day. So that's going to hurt you at the end of the day when a guy like Jason Tatum, uh, is dropping 50 and the Celtics are shooting 13, 14 threes in a game and, and or making 14 threes in a game. It was not a recipe for success, but um, obviously Celtics get it done to face the Nets. No easy ass, but they're up 18 to 10 actually right now, live check on the Celtics. So maybe they upset the loaded Brooklyn Nets team. That would sure be something. Um, but moving on to the next slate of the games, the Western Conference first day of playing games. Grizzlies Spurs, the Spurs six games under 500. Um, really, the fact that they might have been in the playoffs is kind of crazy. But obviously, the Grizzlies pulled off this one. Um, John Morant, 26 and six. I mean, that's kind of the storyline here. Jonas found Judas, 23 rebounds as well, on top of 23 points. That guy was huge for them. And, and looks like Jonas found Judas is finally coming into his own. We saw him at Toronto. He was never that kind of guy, but now he's finally stepped into that role as a really dominant center in this league. Yep, I mean, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, uh, after last season, they saw that 22-season uh, playoff streak get snapped. They had their chance to get back into the postseason this year. Did not work out in the end. As you said, Jonas Valanciunas. You know, I'm not even going to try. I'm not <laughs> even going to try. <laughs> so, Moran and Dylan Brooks, they led the way for Memphis. They combined for 67 points, 37 rebounds, and 10 assists, and they helped the Grizzlies land that Friday night showdown against the Warriors, which we'll get into a little bit later, who lost their play. Oh, well, that kind of spoiled it. We're going to get there in a minute. But well, I think they all know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I don't think it's so with, But with that trio leading the way on the offensive end, the future's bright in Memphis, and uh, they were really able to put this team in a great opportunity uh, for the group to get some playoff experience under their belt. Yeah, Memphis looks good right now. They got a good young core. They also have a guy like a Jaron Jackson who hasn't played amazing at times, but he's been he's not been too bad. But for the Spurs, I mean, you look at a guy like a Dejounte Murray and and Demar Derozan. They went nine for thirty eight combined shooting. That can't happen in one of these close games. I mean, that's really the story. Rudy Gay was eight for twenty one. That's not terrible, but Dejounte Murray four for seventeen. He did have a triple double, but when you're shooting seventeen shots, you got to make more. You got to get more than ten points at the end of the day. And uh, for DeMar DeRozan, 5 for 21, not the way you want to shoot the ball. I mean, 25%, it's not bad. But when you're the star player, the guy who's supposed to be scoring the most, can't be happening like that. So um, those two, I mean, those were, the, those were the guys that were, you know, going to have to carry the Spurs team. And, and they just couldn't get it done. Um, overall, a good team. 
you know, Greg Popovich team is always going to be in contention. They're going to be right there. And uh, they didn't have the talent. They still need to work out their young core. DeJounte Murray seems like um, he, he's promising. You know, you see him drop a triple level. But um, in terms of some of these other guys, I mean, they don't really have a clear, excuse me, clear, you know, guy for the future right now. Kelvin Johnson's been all right. But they need to start building that young core a little bit more because um, right now the future in San Antonio is not looking too bright. And, uh, you know, that kind of showed on on uh, whenever this game was Wednesday. Yep. Next up, Lakers versus Warriors. Uh, in the end, we got to that Grizzlies versus the Warriors. The Lakers took this one, um, and this was really the most anticipated matchup of the play-in tournament. In the end, it was it was those defending champion Lakers who held on for that 103-100 to 100 win over the Warriors. Uh, LeBron James, in the end of that game, he hit that game-winning three to cap off that triple-double and lead Los Angeles to that playoff-clinching victory. He had 22 points with 11 rebounds and 10 assists and Anthony Davis with 25 points, 12 rebounds, and that is all on his own. The game was delivered on every level. LeBron James, Stephen Curry, they played up to their expectations. Uh, but, of course, as I said, the Warriors uh, did not win this game, and the Lakers, the defending champions, came out on top. Yeah, um, it was a great game. Um, I wish I could have said I watched it more. I watched the highlights and whatnot, but um, – it was, a, it was a fantastic game. I mean, this is what you want with this tournament. This is what Adam Silver wanted. This is why he was excited about it. And you saw the Warriors. They got off to a quick start. I mean, at the half, they were up 13 on this Los Angeles Lakers team. So the Lakers were you know, struggling to come out. They obviously had a big second half and ended up winning them the game. But you look at LeBron James, a guy who has said he's never going to be the same player he once was because of that ankle sprain. I personally believe that he's being a little bit of a wuss. But it's LeBron. you got to respect the king. Um, you know, he dropped a triple bubble, didn't even play that good a game. That's that's the kind of guy he is. AD, you know, played pretty solid as well. They got good depth. I mean, you look at guys like Contavious Caldwell Pope, Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroeder, um, Alex Crusoe, Montrose Harrell. These guys are contributing. Cal Kuzma as well. So they've got a really good, uh, you know, group of surrounding cast here. But for the Warriors, I mean, it was just a hard-fought game. At the end of the day, just, they just couldn't pull it out. They couldn't close. Um, they couldn't, you know, finish the game. Um, Steph Curry, 37 points. He was fantastic, as he has been all season. Uh, that's what you expect of a step. You look at a guy like a Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, 10 for 18 from the field. That's fantastic. That's exactly what they need out of him. Um, but this Warriors team right now, you know, coming into this, they're they're injured. Uh, Clay Thompson, obviously, after the season uh, with the torn Achilles and whatnot. And James Wiseman, their second overall pick in his past year's draft, is injured as well. He's been banged up. So um, it's tough to win with these banged up teams. Kelly Oubre, Eric Paschal also unavailable. I mean, they're right now playing pretty banged up. I mean, you got guys like Juan Toscano-Anderson and Kent Bazemore, Michael Mulder. Jordan Poole, these guys are playing 20-plus minutes a game. It's a really it was a really unfortunate situation in Golden State, not healthy at the time. And, uh, you know, they almost pulled it off, but in the end could not beat the defending champion Lakers, who uh, will live another day, to say the least. Yep, they had their chance, and then they went on to face the Memphis Grizzlies, who obviously won that game, and they will be facing the Utah Jazz in the first round of the playoffs. And uh, they lost the Warriors 117 to 112 Friday night, and the Grizzlies clinched that spot, the final spot in the NBA playoffs. As I said, the Grizzlies keep their season alive, and the Warriors are packing up for vacation. Uh, in the end, this was a great game. Warriors down, Grizzlies on top. Yeah, it was a great game for sure. Um, uh, you know, Dream on Green missed that layup, and you know, to end regulation, which was kind of killer for them. You know, he needs to bank that. But um, he had a great game, triple-double, 11 points, 10 assists, 16 rebounds. That's the best I've seen in Draymond Green in a while, to be honest. Um, he's, you know, looking like he is faded towards a bit, towards being coming, you know, washed and not very good. But it was a big game for him. Um, Steph Curry, uh, 
39 points. He's incredible at the end of the day. But for me, this game was won by the Memphis Grizzlies through, through John Moran. I mean, this guy's a superstar. You saw him hit those shots in the end. I mean, this is one of the bright young stars in this league. 35 points, six rebounds, six assists, 50% from the three-point line, uh, nearly 50% on the day from shooting. That's what you need from these guys. I mean, John Morant, what a spectacular performance. And you look at the surrounding cast, they all played very well. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, nine points, 10 rebounds. He played great. Um, you know, Dylan Brooks, 14 points as well. A guy you mentioned earlier, Grayson Allen played 25 minutes and he had a very impactful performance, four, five from three. He's great. So Memphis, really strong performance. Um, it was a close game to the end. It was a really, really strong game, but Golden State obviously couldn't pull it out. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this team next year. Um, can Clay Thompson come back? Is he going to be the same guy? He's obviously missed two years now. Um, as crazy as it is. I mean, Clay, one of the top guys in the league, has been out for two consecutive seasons. It's almost hard to imagine, but uh, that's the state right now of the NBA, and it's very unfortunate for the Golden State Warriors. But, you know, Memphis Grizzlies, young and up-and-coming team, uh, they're going to have their work cut out for them with the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz, not Jaws. <laughs> close enough. But from a close game, this game was not close, and this was the Pacers at the Wizards. The Wizards yes. took this one. They sprinted out with that early lead in Thursday night's game. They never looked back, and they won that game 142 to 115. The dynamic duo for Washington of Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook, my tongue was tied there, led the way. 43 <laughs> points, 19 assists, and 13 rebounds. Indiana, they had no answers defensively. The Wizards shot nearly 16, 60% from the field, 50 from three as a team. But now Westbrook and company, they're moving on to face the top-seeded 76ers in the first round of 2021. NBA playoffs. Yeah, I'm super excited for that series. It's going to be super fun. Um, and you look at this game for the Wizards. I mean, Russell Westbrook was great. 18 points, 15 assists, 8 rebounds. Um, Daniel Gafford, really good performance. They obviously acquired him from Chicago. 15 points, 13 rebounds. That's a great game from him. From your backup center, when you're getting that kind of – or he might have even started this game. He might have been the starter, actually. Um, but that's a fantastic performance. I mean, that's all you can ask for. Rui Hachimura, 18 points, 2 for 3 from 3. I mean – He's a great up-and-coming young forward, and, uh, you know, that's a great performance from him. On the flip side, the Pacers, I mean, this is, you know, conversely to their game, um, you know, it was good in the first quarter. Those middle quarters, you know, they just got outplayed. Um, they couldn't keep up. DeMontis Sabonis played great, dropped the triple-double. Uh, Brogdon was good, but other than those guys, I mean, um, you know, a lot of these guys did struggle at times. Um, I mean, you just look at the stats. Um, the stats he kind of tells you what happened here. So, you know, Wizards out-rebound by 12. Um you know, shooting wise, uh, Washington shot 58% from the field. That's, that's, what's going to hurt you. Um, it's not going to be the turnovers, turnovers are equal. Just kind of make your shots at the end of the day in this game. And that was the case and rebound the ball, get more shots and rebound the ball. And the wizards did that a great job of that. Um, so, you know, they pulled off the victory. And like you said, it's going to be a fantastic series with Philadelphia. Um, but that does it for the play in games. Um, a super exciting thing. Honestly, I wasn't a fan of it coming in, but after that, I like the plan. I think it may might have to stay, um, even though it is a little odd, but I, I did enjoy the format of it for sure. Yep, for sure. And I guess with that, that only leads us to do our NBA playoff brackets. I don't know if you want me to start with this or if you want to start with this. So uh, uh, whatever you I'll, think. I can start it off. I'll start us right. off here. Let's do it because we already All know right. we're going to spend more time writing down these uh, teams' names. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right. Just moving this thing down. All right. So uh, we're going to mark this up. We'll do this. 
All right, so first matchup, we're going to start in the Western Conference here. The Utah Jazz facing the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, we just talked about the Grizzlies a lot. Utah Jazz have really been a resurgence this year. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, a little banged up right now. We're just still going to see, um, is he going to be good to go for these playoffs? Um, is he going to be the same kind of guy? We don't know. But obviously, they have one of the best defensive players in the league, Rudy Gobert, as well as a great supporting cast. I mean, they have guys like Joe Ingles and, um, oh, my goodness, who's the other guy? Is it Jordan, Jordan Clarkson? I'm trying to think of uh, who the six-man-of-the-year nominees are. Um, let me look this up. It might be Jordan Clarkson. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles off the bench for Utah, uh, two six-man-of-the-year nominees. Um, it's a great team. Utah all around, very deep. So I have this game going or this series, I guess I should say. Ooh, that's a lot. Okay. Jazz. There we go. Utah Jazz winning this one. Um, I'd say probably five games or so. Uh, Grizzlies are good, but it's not going to go too well for them in my eyes in this series. Next series, moving on to the Clippers and the, in the Mavericks. Obviously, we saw this first game today. Mavericks pulled this off. That said, I'm giving this one to the Clips. Um, I didn't mean to do that. Oh. Can we write? Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but um, here's the thing with the Clippers. Um, they got star power. Kawhi Leonard, playoff P, Paul George himself. This guy struggles in the playoffs. And uh, today, um, let me see. I actually was unable to watch this game today, so let's check the box score. Paul George, 23 points, 8 for 18. So it seems like he had a, an all right day. But, you know, it is going to be tough going against Luka Doncic. This kid is a superstar, Kristaps Porzingis. Um, as well on that team but to me the Clippers just a deeper team um, they played fairly well this season as well so I expect them to turn it around after game one end up winning this series but should be a good series to say the least uh, moving on to the next series we got Portland Trailblazers going up against Nikola Jokic the favorite for MVP and his Denver Nuggets obviously without sensational guard Jamal Murray due to his torn ACL that, for me, really affects this series. Portland, a very deep team. They've got, you know, guys like, um, you know, Norman Powell's on that team, Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic. And on the flip side, you got the MVP, the Joker, Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr. has really had a resurgence this year. He's been sensational for the Nuggets. So this is a really tough series. I think it's going to go really deep. But in the end, I'm going to give this one to the Portland Trailblazers. How about that? I go. just like what they're doing over there. We'll just do port. Um, I think Damian Lillard's sensational. I think he's been great. I think he's going to have a good series. And I think um, without Jamal Murray, that the Nuggets are just not going to be able to get it done. I think it's going to be a good series. With Jamal Murray, probably get into the Rockets. And moving on to the 2-7 matchup here, we got um, Rome, uh, front, of the, front of the channels, uh, Phoenix Suns, and the L.A. Lakers. And for me, the Suns have had a successful season. It's been a great year for them, but they just got screwed out of this. I can't not give this to the Lakers and LeBron James. I mean, at the end of the day, it's LeBron. They won their play-in game. They've had a few days now to rest. I can't write a freaking thing on this thing anymore. There we go, L.A. Anthony Davis, he's so sensational. I mean, this team is it should be good to go if they can stay healthy throughout the series. Phoenix is a great team, but to me, you got to give it to the Lakers here. So I'm going to give it L.A. So that is the four teams I have advancing in the Western Conference. Moving on to the East, Sixers, Jazz, or not Jazz, Wizards, 
me see what I'm writing. 76ers are going to win the series. Um, very good team. I think it's going to be a very good series. I think they're going to go six games or so. But I think that trio of Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid, obviously the MVP candidate, it's just going to be too much for the Wizards to handle. I think the Wizards are a good team, but that depth is going to kind of start to play a factor here. Sixers have decent depth, but overall, I just think this is a great team. Well coached, obviously, by Doc Rivers. So I think 76ers should have a level of success. Of success. Goodness gracious. Um, so I'm going to give this one to the Sixers. This series is where uh, it's, it's interesting for me. Knicks, um, Hawks, um, I think it's going to be a very good series. On the flips, on one side, you got Julius Rando, Randall. Um, that's actually wrong. The Knicks should be the four seed, and the Hawks should be the five seed. So apologize to the Knicks fans about that. I know they'll get all upset about that, so let's just fix that. There you go. There we go. Close enough. Close enough, exactly. Um, yeah, so the Knicks, four seed, obviously. Uh, their first game will be, you know, when you're seeing this on Sunday. Um, it's – a really tough series for me to pick. Um, Atlanta Hawks have Trey Young. Uh, I think he's the best player on the floor here. I know Julius Randle's been great, but Trey Young is the best player on the floor. They have guys like Clint Capella as well there, John Collins. But the Knicks have played, played great this season. They've been one of the better defensive teams in this league. So it's hard. Um, but I'm going to give this one to the Atlanta Hawks. Um you know, I know I'm going to get yelled at a bunch for this by my friends who are Knicks fans and whatnot, but I just think the Hawks are a better team. Um, I think that offense of theirs is going to be something special. And I just don't think we've seen enough from these Knicks guys. Um, they played great and they've beaten the Hawks every time this year. So it's a bit of an, a bit of a bold pick, but to me, I just like the odds for Atlanta here. I think they're a better team right now than the Knicks. And, you know, can these guys for the Knicks perform in the playoffs? I don't know. Um, so I'm going to go with the Hawks here. Um, this one, 3-6 to me. A lot of people really like the Miami Heat. Um, Giannis has had trouble playing the playoffs. But, I mean, this is going to be the Bucs here. Um, they won today. Chris Middleton, uh, buzzer beater win, like we said earlier. But, to me, this Bucs team is the better team. Um, I think it'll be a good series. I think Miami will be able to get a few games. But they're obviously missing a guy like a Victor Oladipo. Um, a little banged up over there as well for Miami. So, um, you know, we saw Duncan Robinson. He played great today, hit like six or seven or eight threes in the end of the game, um, you know, the finish. Um, so it should be a good series, but I'm going to go Milwaukee here. And to end this one, um, Brooklyn versus the banged up Brooklyn. Oh, that's not what I want to do. All right, whatever. First is the banged up Celtics. Give me the Nets. Um, I'd be surprised if they didn't sweep. Maybe the Celtics can manage game. Um, Celtics are up eight right now in the quarter one. So maybe I'll be eating my words by the end of this podcast, but uh, give me the Brooklyn Nets there. Moving on, um, I'll just stay on the East, taking Brooklyn. Um, I mean, this team to me is just going to be hard to stop with their offense. Um, I think the Bucs will be able to put up a fight, but in the end, give me Brooklyn. And right here, 76ers. I, I, don't, I think either way, whoever comes out of this, that is bad. Uh, matchup between the Knicks and the Hawks. I think I might be – this is a tough pick for the Hawks and the Knicks, but either way, both those teams will fall to Philly. Philly's a very good team, well-coached, all-around good uh, defensively as well. They got guys like Danny Green, Matisse Thibel. I like those two kind of guards there for them. So uh, give me Philly there. The West is interesting. This final four for the West is going to be competitive. The Jazz Clips, Jazz are a very hot team. Clippers, very good team with probably a little bit more star power to me. I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz. I think they're one of the more overrated teams in this tournament, but I still think they're going to be able to get the job done. I love Donovan Mitchell. I love Rudy Gobert. 
They've got great depth, one of the deepest teams in the team, one of the deepest teams in this, uh, you know, playoff tournament. It's a bit of a bold kick. I think a lot of people would see, want to see Clips LA with this matchup. But Jazz, give me the Jazz. I like that. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a good series. But I like the Jazz. I said that 20 times now, so let's move on. <laughs> Portland, LA. If LA is healthy, they're going to win the series. Are they going to be healthy? I'm going to assume so. Give me the Lakers. I know some people aren't high on them. People think, oh, it's not going to be their year. They're healthy right now. Their best players on the floor, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. These guys are all out there. So I think they'll be able to get past the Blazers. Um, the Blazers, I mean, they don't match up exceptionally well against L.A. either. So uh, give me that. So here's the final four. Sixers, Nets, Jazz, L.A. I'm taking the Nets here. Um, I think the Nets are the team to beat right now. And, you know, we obviously got to see what happens. Can their big three play together? Can it be successful? Kyrie, people think, is all over the place. I don't care. Brooklyn's winning this series. Give me the Nets over the Sixers. I think it's going to be a good series. But – in the end, I just do believe Brooklyn's gonna be too good. LA versus the Jazz. I truly just am. I'm, I think the Lakers are the team to be in the West. Um, I just, I think if this team can stay healthy, I'm not sure who can quite beat them. So LA Nets, the finals. Everyone wants who's gonna win. LA is a little banged up. Obviously, they are, uh, you know, healthy. I think they'll be able to get through the West. I like their side of the bracket, um, but in the end. Give me the Brooklyn Nets. I just don't think I can bet against this team in the playoffs right now. That's my team to beat. And those are my NBA champions, the Brooklyn Nets. That is my bracket. All right. Let me uh, screen share and get mine going. Let's share. Um, let me get this crap up. Like, well, that's definitely not it. Oh, we're rotating here. Oh. We're rotating here. All right. I think this is it. All right. So let's start off. Over here, we got the seven. Oh, I gotta let me move you out of there. We got the 76ers versus the Wizards. And as you had it, if I could get this to uh to work and right, I'm having this. Oh gosh, what is that? Oh, 76. Oh, this is, oh. <laughs> 76ers. Let me write this down first. Okay. We're going to have to deal with a bit of this while we're going through, I guess. What oh. is going on? It's like some autocorrect on the iPhone type of stuff. But in all three regular season meetings, uh, they have all been Philly wins. Joel Embiid averaged over 30 points and 60.4% shooting. He'll be the difference maker here in this game once again. Um as Washington has no hope for really even trying to contain him, in my opinion. Uh, the Wizards, they'll get a game when Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal go off, but otherwise, Sixers, they are taking this. Next up, we have the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks, and this is where I think I'm going to have something different than you, and I know I'm going to have something different than you. Uh, give me the Knicks, a surprise team, uh, one of my good friends, um, big Knicks fan. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's been a surprise to hear what they've been doing this year. Let me try and write this down. Hopefully get no autocorrect things here. All right, we'll just get a big K. Um, <laughs> but, the Nick, I mean, the Hawks seem like the sensible pick. As you said, they have more depth. They have a higher-powered offense. But, as you said, the Knicks, their defense has been good. Uh, if Julius Randle could shine like he did in the regular season, uh, they will be in a good spot to shine. If you keep the ball to Trey Young's hands, you'll be in a good position to succeed and win this game. Next up, we have the Bucks versus the Heat. I'm going to give this to the Bucks. Let me write this down again. No autocorrect is what I'm praying for. 
There we go. I'm liking this. The Heat will remain in a good – they're in a good matchup for the Bucks, but Drew Holiday will be the difference maker in this series, as they hoped he would. Uh, the Heat will go out. They're going to stop – they're going to try to stop Giannis, but that will leave him vul vulnerable to Holiday and Chris Middleton. When Miami gives uh, more attention to Giannis, uh, it'll, the support players like Holiday and Chris Middleton will go off. So give me the Bucks, And uh, let's go to this final game, Nets. Um, Celtics, as you said, I mean, it's pretty easy here. Nets, they have the big three, and there goes the autocorrect, and it's going to be hard to stop. Uh, there's not much to say about that. All right, let me write this down. All right, now let me move you to the other side. Okay, it's taking a little bit here. But we have the Jazz, and we have the Grizzlies up, and I will give this game to the Jazz. Um, right, this first again, well, that was the worst A ever, but – there that goes too, but okay, yeah. The Jet, the Grizzlies, they'd love to fight another day when they. Oh well, let me fix that. They've took down Stephen Curry. I was about to say Corey in the Golden State Warriors, one seventeen to one twelve. Uh, but the Jazz team, they won fourteen more regular season games than the Grizzlies. I think the Jazz are the better team right now, clearly. So give me the Jazz. And next up, we have the Clippers and the Mavs. Um, I'm gonna give this one to the Clippers. Uh, write this down. C-L-I is all you're getting from me. Okay. There we go. The autocorrect may have helped me there. But Luka Doncic, Chris Lass, Porzingis, and the Mavericks, uh, they're going to make a good test for the Clippers. But I think there's too many questions to answer um, from last year's collapse. Dallas, they could get in a game or two. But I think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will take um, – I don't know if you hear that banging. That's my little brother messing around. Well, uh, they'll take charge of one of these, uh, one of the best rosters uh, in the NBA. And then next up, uh, let's go Nuggets and the Blazers. I'm going to stick with you here. I'm going to go with the Blazers. I'll write this down. Jeepers, creepers. Well, that's going to be my A. Well, that's going to be. Thanks for ruining this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ninja. You get out. Now we're going to have to edit this out. No, oh, this not. is staying in. Oh, my. Just get the hell out of here. Yeah, you, can, you can put featuring, featuring Cooper Rommel. No one gives a crap about you, okay? <laughs> oh, like fucking, Go, it, smells, it smells like coochie here. Maybe because I was fucking sweating all day. What do you fucking think? Take a shower downstairs. We got it fucking fixed last week for a fucking reason. You don't have to come around in the shower. Wait, wait, wait. What's in a baby? You going to cry about it? It's fucking kid, bro. <laughs> Who's on phone? It's fucking Griffin for the podcast. What do you fucking think? Daddy Griffin, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't even know where I left off to restart with this fucking kid. Start with sorry. Something happened. I heard the bang and hey, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> we should upload that to clips. <laughs> oh. oh. I, I'm down. We can put that on clip. <laughs> My fucking luck with this kid. All right. So I don't even know what I left off, but let's just go. I'm sorry for the interruption right there, but we're we're back here. I'm giving this to the Blazers. Bla okay, we're keeping that arrow. Blazer. Okay. Well, that's my Blazers, okay? That's all we're sticking here. The Nuggets, they'll hide Jamal Murray's absence with a torn ACL as well as they can, but that's a lot to ask against a Portland team with the second-best offense and a decent middle-of-the-pack defense. Excuse me, in May, 
uh, Jokic and Michael Porter, they're going to put up huge, big numbers. And uh, the Blazers, I think they'll be able to squeeze uh, even more out of Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Norm Powell. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to get this win here. And that's what I think they're going to be able to do. And then lastly, we have the Suns and the Lakers. I know everyone's going to be watching this and you're going to be like, wow, you're picking against me. But LA, as I said, when we're coming to this year, I'm not even going to try and get this A to B right, but I like the experience that the team's ha- this team has. You have Anthony Davis. You have LeBron James. And I think that's what's key here. Some of the teams are the teams you see in really all sports. They have the experience, and that's what gets them to win some games. So I'm going to have them beating the Suns here. They have the experience. I mean, if you get some good game, if you could get a good game out of Devin Booker, Chris Paul, I mean, you have a chance. But right now, I think it's going to be the Lakers. Uh game the Lakers series to lose excuse me all right now let's go over here let me move you away and we have the 76ers versus the Knicks I don't think it's a question here who's gonna win I think it's me the 76ers is a much better team than the Knicks Knicks are kind of just coming along I think they're gonna be happy with just that first win over the Hawks but overall I think 76ers are uh, the better team easily right now so 76ers are getting that win. And now we have the Bucks versus Nets. Uh, I'm going to have the same outcome as you here. I'm giving it to the Nets. You have the firepower on offense with a big three. of James Harden. And as you said, we don't know what's going on with Kyrie Irving, but uh, I think they'll be able to get it done here pretty easily. So 76ers versus Nets. And uh, let's move on over here. And we have Jazz and the Clippers. And uh, this is where things are going to start getting interesting in this conference. I will have the Clippers beating the Jazz over here. Write that down. That's what we are getting. I mean, Utah, they have Rudy Gobert, but if you're able to get him out of the paint and spread this ball around, I think that's what's going to get you to be able to win this game if you are the Clippers. I mean, you have Leonard, George, Marcus Morris, uh, just a lot of firepower on the team. And if you are able to spread that ball around, get Rudy Gobert out of the paint, I think the Clippers will be able to win this game. So give me the Clippers. And I think uh, this is where you're going to start liking this. I th- we're going to get a good conference finals game over here. Give me L.A. over the Blazers. That's my A. Uh, so I hope you guys like that. L.A., I love the experience, as I said. I'm going to keep on saying that. You have Anthony Davis. You have LeBron James. They're going to put up huge numbers, and uh, we're going to get into LeBron James a little bit later. But just the amount of talent you have with this team, Montrez Harrell, uh, Andre Drummond, Marcus Gasol, and Nurkic. I mean, it just comes in waves, the amount of talent this team has. I don't think the six-seed Blazers are going to have a chance against a team with this amount of experience, as, I, uh, as I'm going to keep on saying. Um but I guess that'll just leave us to go to the 76ers at the Nets, and I'm going to have the Nets here too. Too much talent, too much power. Uh, that's a great E, uh, but we're just knots. The knots are taking the conference titles. Uh, it's They're an unstoppable force. The big three, you can't stop them. And uh, I think some people might be worried that they may not have all the chemistry there like some other teams may have, but that's not my worry here. When you have all this firepower star-loaded, stud-loaded stud offense, you're going to be able to score points, and that's what the Nets are going for. You want to outscore the other team. They're not focused as much on defense. If you could outscore another team, that's all you got to, you got to do. They have the best offense in the league, in my opinion, and they're going to show that here. And here's where we get the difference. I am taking a different L.A. team here. Give me the Clippers. I love the experience, but let's change things up a little bit. Let's get the Clippers. I mean, that conference final series is going to be a great series. But, I mean, I, th- I just think the Clippers. I don't know. I really don't even have a reason to pick this. I love LA, the Lakers experience. I, I just want to do something different. Give me the Clippers. No real reason. And then I'm going to agree with you here. 
Nats are going to take it all. Well, that's a great end. Nats are going to be taking it all here. I love the firepower they have on offense. They're just too good. You're not going to be able to outscore them. No team's going to be able to outscore them. Uh, you may be able to get a win or two against them, but the Nets easily should be winning uh, the NBA Finals this year. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, me and Mac both a bit different, a few different picks in there. Um, you had the Knicks. Um, you also had the Clippers going to the Finals. So, um, other than that, pretty similar bracket. Um, so, yeah, those are our – um, 2021 NBA playoff brackets had a super fun time uh, preparing for that, doing that. So um, that was a blast. Um, the last thing we are going to cover today is actually some interesting news. There's something that I saw and was actually kind of, you know, interested about, um, you know, LeBron James was um, caught or, you know, was, um, you know, I guess he, he broke NBA COVID safety protocols. He attended a sponsorship event. Uh, that's where his picture with Drake and Michael B. Jordan and whatnot. And, you know, he didn't get suspended for it. We saw Karis LeVert get suspended for breaking COVID protocols earlier in the week and whatnot. Um, so it's interesting. Um, it's something that's, you know, interesting. I want to hear, ask you for your thoughts. Obviously, you know, world's in a good spot right now with all these vaccinations coming out and whatnot, players getting vaccinated. But, you know, with these COVID protocols still in place, you know, obviously LeBron's LeBron. And, you know, I don't think the NBA is going to suspend him. And I, I did, when I saw the news, I said, they're not going to suspend him. There's no way. But, you know, what do you think about this? Do you think, you know, there's clearly something unjust about the system or, you know, do you think these protocols need to be revised due to all the vaccinations? I mean, we don't know what the deal is here necessarily, but what were your thoughts on that whole thing? Cause I know it is something that is a little controversial. Some people are saying he should not be allowed to play quite yet. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really confusing. I mean, you didn't get proof of, uh, of him having a vaccination or getting a negative test. So uh, that's really where the worries are. I mean, he could at least pr show proof of proof of him having a negative test after the event, or at least say that he's vaccinated or not. He hasn't done either of those. So that's where it's kind of confusing. But the real point I want to make is if it wasn't LeBron James, if it was just another average player, would they have suspended that player? I think so. I think just because LeBron has the name, it would have been it would have made too many headlines, caused too much chaos in the sports world, the NBA world, uh, and you just can't suspend LeBron, especially when the playoffs are coming up. Uh, he obviously made it in the playing games, but overall, I mean, if another guy is doing this, they're getting suspended. It's just because it's LeBron James, in my opinion. I think uh, that's something that should be looked in, into this off season, and uh, hopefully they could change this in the future. Yeah, um, it's tough. Um, you, they can't suspend LeBron at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, that would be terrible for basketball. Um, and, you know, I didn't expect them to. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to suspend him, then you can't suspend someone like a Karis LeVert or these other guys who are caught breaking these protocols because you just can't do that. You can't, you know, rule. it's like rules for thee but not for me. It, that can't be the case. It needs to be rules for everyone to follow, and there can't be exceptions no matter what the circumstance is. If someone breaks the protocols or breaks the rules, they need to be suspended. I mean, you can look at it as like a, you know, a drug test, for example. Um, you know, if you look at baseball or even the UFC, if mm -hmm. a fighter tests positive for enhanced steroids, it doesn't matter. Let's say it's Conor McGregor. It shouldn't matter that it's Conor McGregor or some scrub that tests positive. They need to be suspended. I think UFC does a good job with that. They, you know, they had the whole John Jones thing that you know, TJ Dillashaw as well. Um, you know, and so does baseball. Baseball does a good job with PEDs and whatnot. Um, it's a little bit of a different case scenario, but at the end of the day, when someone breaks the rules, it needs to be the same for everyone. There can't be, you know, it shouldn't matter. Um, you know, in the MLB, you had A-Rod. A-Rod was a superstar, but he still got suspended because he's cheating and he's not allowed to do that. He broke the rules. If you break the rules, you got to pay for it. And at the end of the day, 
it should, you know, if it might, the case might have been where it's all vaccinated party and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you're still breaking the protocols. You need to be, you know, everyone else who broke the protocols as well might have been in a similar situation. They might have been in safe spots, but, you know, you just can't, if you're not, you know, looking into an investigation and everyone else's, and then for LeBron, you're just like, all right, you know, it's fine. That can't happen. You got to have a distinct set of rules that need to be followed. And I think that's where the NBA got into a rough spot because they don't want to suspend LeBron. They know they can't suspend LeBron. But at the end of the day, you got to have rules for everyone to follow. Um, and you can't, you know, you can't pick favoritism. At the end of the day. That's kind of my stance. I Trust me, I think LeBron needs to play. But at the end of the day, if he broke the protocols, you got to suspend him. And you got to do what everyone else has been getting and the, place him in the proper protocols for whatnot and what he has to clear. Uh, you can't just dismiss him from that. It, it can't happen. Yeah, and I think especially in today's world, I think a lot of people point automatically to the NBA for suspending him. It'll be the NBA's fault. It won't be LeBron's fault for messing up because he is LeBron. He's this big icon. Everyone loves him. So I think the NBA, you have to do the right thing no matter who it is. I mean, we saw even in the NFL when the Titans had their little outbreak, uh, of course, they didn't do something right away. But they're like, you're going to lose draft picks. You're going to lose games. You're going to forfeit games if this continues. Although it may not have been suspensions, you're losing games, you're forfeiting games. And in the NBA's case, it's suspensions right now. LeBron, he should be suspended. And what if he ended up getting COVID? He spreads it to the team. You're playing games. You're just spreading it throughout the NBA and cause this whole big thing. It ruins the NBA playoffs uh, because of one person, one mistake when you could have suspended him, kept everyone safe. And um, I, I think they're just fortunate that nothing has happened yet. And uh, But they really need to follow the rules no matter who it is. Yeah. Um... You know, maybe there's a specific thing. I mean, it doesn't seem like there is with this vaccination and whatnot that they have, you know, that that was allowed. I mean, it seems like you broke the protocol. So um, if you break something, um, you got to follow what the NBA follows for everyone else. So um, obviously it's a controversial thing. Very, you know, you could kind of debate about it all day, but, you know, that's my stance. I think you gave your stance and uh, whatnot on that. So very interesting topic to say the least. But um, I think for the most part, that kind of does it. Uh, with our day of NBA talk, we'll be for sure continuing to talk about the NBA and the playoffs as they continue throughout the you know next couple of months. Yep, for sure. Rules are rules for LeBron. You break it, I think you got to get punished. But just our stances, uh, we'll see what the NBA does or what changes this offseason, um, depending on what changes they'll make going forward for next season in case something like this happens again with a star player. But I guess with that, we'll wrap things up here on Outside the Arena. We appreciate you all for watching. As always, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, uh, not only on this channel, but on OTA Clips where we post shorter clips. We haven't posted there in a while, but we're going to get things going. <laughs> a little while. We may have a little funny blooper here we may post over there in a little bit, uh, so make sure to go watch that as well. Make sure to follow us or subscribe to us on Apple or on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's also outside the arena on there. If you only want to listen to audio and not the whole video type thing, that's the best place to watch and listen. So also, if you want to come on OTA Clips, something like that, as I keep saying, reach out to us on Instagram. That's the best place. We can talk football, talk basketball, talk MLB, whatever you want to do. We would be down to do that, and we would love that. My Instagram is Mac.Rommel. Griffin's Instagram is? Uh, Griffin Sonic. Our podcast Instagram is outside the arena podcast. So as I said, reach out to us there. And as always, stay safe, have a good week, and we'll see you all next time.